The podcast this week is brought to you by DoorCountyTickets.com. Door County Tickets is an online ticket portal dedicated exclusively to Door County events like the Door County Beer Festival, the Peninsula Century Spring and Autumn Classics, and musical acts throughout the county. For more information, visit DoorCountyTickets.com. Welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast, where each week we talk with the writers and editors of the Peninsula Pulse about the stories you'll find in this week's issue. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm usually joined by Miles Danhausen on days like today, but he's actually out of the office this week for a meeting. So I'm going to give you something a little bit different than how we normally set this up. I have a rundown of some of the articles that you'll be able to read in this week's issue of the Pulse, which is out today. And I'm going to give you a sneak peek at some of the different articles you'll be able to check out in it. Starting off with news, Jim Lundstrom covers the county board's discussion of whether jailers at the county jails should receive the same benefits and bargaining rights as patrol officers. When the state enacted Act 10 in 2011, it took those bargaining rights away from teachers, but not police officers and firefighters. In other news, Sister Bay approved a new design for its hotel downtown. Gibraltar seeks new designs for its beach bathrooms, and Kiwani County looks for solutions to crowding at its county jail. Do you ever think you're too old to get into shape? Well, meet Sigurd Sandstrom, a summer resident of Door County who started hitting the gym hard at age 70 to sleep and think better. Jim Lundstrom tells us how the 79-year-old has gotten into the best shape of his life and now hopes to win in his age group at the International Powerlifting Competition in Las Vegas this fall. And in our lit section, Miles Danhausen interviews Jeff Goodell, author of The Water Will Come, about how the seemingly distant problem of rising sea levels on our nation's coast will impact the economies in Wisconsin and Upper Midwest. Goodell, a contributing editor at the Rolling Stone magazine, will discuss his book at the Washington Island Literary Festival on September 15th as part of the theme, Words on Water. Looks to be an exciting issue this week with lots of interesting interviews and stories politically and editorially. Moving on, I actually sat down with Sam Kerserbet. He was our Peninsula Filmworks intern for the summer. We had an interview with him before his last day, which was yesterday. uh, And it was a really cool way to kind of send him off, pick his brain to hear what he learned throughout the experience, getting to film all these different people and locations in Door County. We had a really fun time chatting about film and film techniques. And uh, I'm excited for you guys to hear that. So why don't we take a break and then we'll jump right into that. All right, I am back with Sam Kerserbet. He is the Peninsula Pulse intern this summer. How are you doing, Sam? Doing great. Good. Uh, so why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, uh, where you grew up, that kind of stuff. How'd you get here? So I'm a Door County native. Um, I wouldn't say born and raised, but I was raised definitely in Sister Bay. Um, Door County's kind of been home for the past 22 years. Cool. So. And your uh, your parents own a couple of businesses up in Sister Bay, right? Yep. Uh, my parents are both entrepreneurs. I um, was pretty much raised, you know, around the family business. So, yeah. Very cool. Uh, and what brought you to Peninsula Filmworks this summer? So I've been a um, media student for the past four years. Um, I've kind of bounced around different schools, but I wound up down in, um, in Milwaukee at UW there, and uh, I was studying film. And um, just because I was kind of looking for something in that field, um, was looking for a production internship, I found, uh, you know, the Peninsula Filmworks internship online, and it kind of just seemed like a match made in heaven. 
um, something that I could do to, you know, kind of like be back in my community and, um, you know, be doing something for, for Door County, but also, you know, be working towards what I'm passionate about, which is filmmaking. Right. Yeah. How, how long have you been into filmmaking? I guess since I was a kid, really. My dad had like a really crappy little point and shoot camera and I started making little video clips on that with like Windows Movie Maker when I was probably like 10 or 12 years old. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I just remember like filming my little sister, like trying to do all these different, what, what, what first came actually was my interest in magic tricks. And then through magic, I kind of was like, you know, engaged in like the magic of cinema. And um, yeah, I guess that's kind of where it all came from. Just like making visual tricks. Mm. And um, yeah, I just, you know, I remember like the first video I made was like a Pokemon video with my little sister. It's still somewhere in the archives. But uh, yeah, it started pretty young. And then um, through high school, you know, I was always the kid who was making the class projects anytime like we had the opportunity to film something versus write a project. Like I was always on that. I had the camera out. I got my friends around, you know, it was like, it was something to do. It was an after school kind of like project that we could all work on. Right. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned magic because I feel like that's kind of a common through line with a lot of filmmakers. Um, there are a lot of people who get into magic first and then start getting, and I wonder if it's because of like uh, how you're trying to guide your audience's view in magic and you're trying to get them to see what you want them to see. Yeah, there's definitely like a sleight of hand in cinema, I think. And that's, you know, whether it's like, I think there's also people who are into skateboarding and that kind of gets them into filmmaking. And then there's like the magic people. I think it's all about kind of like, you know, it's that attention to detail that really makes something convey a deeper message or like just, you know, I don't know. There's definitely, there's kind of a design element, I think, that comes from magic tricks or from like skateboarding, rollerblading that, you know, kind of coincides with filmmaking. Sure. Yeah. So you you started here in May, correct? Sure. Yeah. It was in May. Uh, and so you've been here a couple of months. Your last day is actually this week. So when this podcast comes out, you will already be back in Milwaukee, right? Uh, yes. I start class next Tuesday. All right. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your time with Filmworks and, you know, what have you, what have you done? What have you learned? That kind of stuff. The coolest thing about working with Filmworks this summer has really been, um, I think the, the insight into the other business owners that are also operating in Door County, you know, being up here since I was a kid, I feel like I was exposed to a lot of different angles in Door County, you know, one summer, I mean, I've spent a lot of summers working in restaurants. I spent a summer working as a kayak tour guide. Um, I feel like the different dynamics that I've seen in the county have kind of led me to perceive it in a certain way. And now working with Filmworks has actually given me a whole new vantage because I feel like we're working with other business owners to see kind of like how, you know, like particularly working with the Visitor Bureau. Um, that has been giving me a lot of insight into kind of how this economy works on a macro scale. Um, and then also, you know, just being around, you know, being in the Pulse office too, I feel like there's a lot of creative minds who are thinking about those stories as well, like politically, and then just kind of like what's going on behind the scenes. I feel like being involved with Filmworks has like exposed me to that whole vantage of the county. Yeah, and it's interesting too because like, there, it is a different perspective. As a small business owner, talking to other business owners, there's an element of, 
I don't know. I, I wouldn't call it like keeping up with the Joneses, but it, it's almost this idea of like when you're listening to how they're running things, you're constantly checking back in with yourself and like, how am I doing it and this kind of stuff. So there's this kind of even selfish is too hard of a term, but there's kind of this self um, viewing element to it. Whereas mm. what we do here is we're really interested in telling stories. So we go into it completely selflessly and we try to 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 listen and to learn everything that we can about how these people are doing things or, or that kind of stuff, but without that element of like, oh, that's a really good idea. I could implement that or something like that. Right. So it, it's a totally different viewpoint. On yeah, different it's a places. whole different context, I would say. And I would say that, yeah, just being like more journalistic about it, being more neutral and then just kind of like opening yourself to be exposed to these viewpoints and, you know, these stories. I feel like a lot of my favorite interviews that we conducted through the summer, the ones that were like the time capsule interviews, I mean, there are many times where, you know, we'd be setting up and there'd be this, I don't know, there'd be this person that we're about to interview and I'm kind of sitting there thinking like, oh, what is this person about to say that I'm really going to be that interested in it? And all of a sudden they're coming out with these stories about the history of the county and it's just like, I feel like just sitting down and being forced to listen has ha has helped me appreciate this place so much more. And that's been the coolest part about it, really. Right. And, well, and for context, the, the time capsule videos are videos that we're doing with some of the members of Door County who have been here the longest um, or some of the people who have been more prominent in Door County's history. And we're really just trying to find out their stories, what it was like growing up here 50 years ago, um, what the county was like then compared to how it is now, that kind of stuff. So it's very different from uh, a, a, like a tourism narrative or something like that where we're trying to, to get sound bites out that convey something. We're just trying to hear the whole story. And we usually film uninterrupted. So we're, we're just ev everything and anything is uh, is a good sound bite for those. Um, and those are really neat because, like you said, you get to just sit down and you get to listen to stories um, that that you might not think of right away as being like, oh, this was an important moment in history, but it kind of is. It gives you context to everything else. Right, and I think I can kind of like, I look at my youth experience up here, and then, you know, you hear these people talking about their experiences up here, and it's just cool to see, like, the parallels between the two, you know? You hear someone talking about Sister Bay in the 1960s, and, like, all that I can think about is, like, what it was like riding my bike down to the beach and, like, what that experience was. And I just like, I don't know, it, I, I think it helps me empathize with people who are on vacation. It helps me empathize with people who also grew up here. It's just, it feels like I've gained a greater sense of community, just really being exposed to those stories, you know? You, you've also done a lot of, you know, feet on the ground stuff for Filmworks this summer. Uh, you've gone to each of the beaches and all of the different communities and you've gotten really cool shots out doing that. Um, what is that like being out in the community with a camera, especially at the beaches? I mean, that, I mean, that can be challenging to, to be out there. How has your experience been in that regard? You know, it's funny because I feel like sometimes I'm a little jaded to playing tourists because I felt like I've had to do it so much. So like going out and like having my camera, I think in the beginning it was like a little bit awkward initially, but then like I just kind of started to get into the flow of it and just like going around to the beaches I knew I was on assignment. I really didn't like think too much of it. I just knew what my objective was. You know, sure, I'd like, I feel like more often than not, I wouldn't even realize sometimes that people were paying attention to me until I get the footage back into the editing room and I'd be like, wait a minute, like there's people like staring into my camera right now, right. like wondering what I'm doing. So 
Um, I mean, that was really cool. I think that just like being able to get out and film more has been one of the, I mean, that was like one of the, like I was saying about how I had the intention of going and getting, you know, some experience working in the, in the field that I want to get into just like actually being out and like having an assignment to go shoot is like huge for me because like sometimes it's hard to be self-motivated and say like, Hey, I'm going to go and like, you know, you want to like have a narrative. You want to have friends to maybe go film or do something with, but just to have someone telling you like, dude, go out and like film stuff at the beach for an entire day. It's like, Oh yeah, I can do that. And like, it forces you to be creative. It gets you, you know, out with your camera. And I feel like as a, just as like a visual creator, I've grown a lot just from like having to be using my camera so much. Right. So that's well, been great. And the other thing to say too is that every shot is more impactful, is more uh, interesting if it has a subject. And we can't always bring talent out with us to get shots. So if we're doing Ephraim Phoenix and we're trying to get cool shots there, it would be great if we could have the camera following somebody walking down the street or having somebody coming into the frame is great because you see their face and you connect with that. But we can't always do that. One thing that I really appreciate about your approach is that you you just get right up there and and you create subjects out of whoever's there. Um, there are these great shots of you orbiting around people sitting at the on the beach or at the benches in Ephraim overlooking the the water. And it's like it tells a story like who is this person and they're there and they're on vacation or they're just like enjoying. It creates a narrative immediately just because you were able to get up and be like, all right, I'm gonna shoot this person in their in their like natural habitat. Sure. Um, or there's great shots of people like walking towards the camera and you like pushing with them uh but they're not anybody that you stopped them were like hey uh will you like do this thing for me so that i can record it you just got in there and captured what was already happening and it creates this really cool sense of narrative um as these videos start coming out this year and next year you'll see a lot of you'll see a lot of that of these really great shots with these perfect subjects in them and all of those were captured spontaneously um, it, I, I think that that's the most interesting at the beach, too. Um, it's It always feels a little weird to be, like, shooting with a long lens and, and like, getting people at the beach. Because you want to capture families and kids playing and building sandcastles and stuff like that. Uh, but you don't want to be, like, standing under the shade of a tree with your long lens, like, looking out there. I mean, I've had people approach me and ask what I was doing. Sure. Um, but you you get out there with your glide cam and you just, like run up and down the beach capturing everybody and it, for the most part it seems that people kind of just let you do what you're doing right i feel like it's kind of fun just being able to use that like wider angle lens because you want to be close to the subjects that you're filming and i feel like a lot of times people are almost less intimidated by a camera that's so close to them than like someone who's just like off in the distance and kind of like hiding i don't know i feel like that's definitely an aesthetic that I almost enjoy more too is like when you like really get that wide field of view and are like in motion, you know, I just, I always think about like some of the, some of the visuals that like really struck me when I first was kind of like starting to get serious about filmmaking, like, um, talking about Terrence Malick films. I don't know if you've ever seen like Tree of Life or these are like, he's a cinematographer. Um, I can't remember. It's Emmanuel Lubinsky or something. I think they call him Chivo, I think. But anyways, he uses like wide angle lenses and a lot of tracking shots. And they're just these like beautiful landscapes with like one or two subjects moving through them. And like, I don't know, like, I feel like that's so striking because it's kind of like what you were saying 
about like how when you have a subject in the frame and everything's wide around them, I feel like you can put yourself in that person's shoes. And like, especially for like a vacation narrative, that's exactly what you want to be doing. You know, you want to have someone who feels like, oh, that could be me going into that ice cream parlor right there. Right. Or, you know, and like, I don't know. I feel like it works really well for, for tourism video. I know that I, as a cinematographer, I still need to keep like working at it and getting better. I mean, there's always something you can learn, but it's just, it's been really neat to be able to go out in the field and like work at those skills. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and the, the great thing about the work that you've done here is that you really get to be part of like every part of the, the process. Um, you get to go out there and capture the footage, bring it back in and archive it, put it in the, the editing software, create something and then post it online. You, you sure. really get to take everything from beginning to end. Yeah. You've also been doing a lot of the sound work for us this year. Um, so getting that sort of skill, you've been editing these podcasts yeah. for the whole. So, I mean, it, you, I really feel like we've given you a bunch of different stuff to do. Has that been, uh, has that been part of the process that you've enjoyed having a, a plethora of things to try? Oh, totally. I think that, you know, feeling confident using audition now, being able to go out and like get that footage. I mean, I think that also like what you're saying about like archiving, you know, that's a small kind of tech nerdy thing that like you wouldn't think about. But honestly, I have like reorganized all of my personal stuff into like the same file structure that we're using for work because it's just so intuitive, you know, like there's just certain little nuanced things that I feel like that you pick up on being involved with something that is like working at a certain scale. You know, you have multiple people who are going to be like working on a project. You need to organize in a certain way. So I feel like that's been great. Um, also, yeah, the, the diversity of projects that I've been able to work on, you know, it's just I feel like I've been busy and it's been good just kind of like keeping my creative gears in motion. Um, you know, I've also kind of like taken a little bit of time to do personal projects and I feel like some of the personal projects that I took on this summer are the best things that I've ever done. You know, even though that maybe they weren't like super elaborate, big things, like they, I just felt like the attention to detail that I put into them were like, you know, steps above what I'd previously done. Sure. So, I mean, I definitely feel I've learned a lot from all the different kind of you know, all the different tasks that I've been assigned, you know, whether it be the audio or, you know, the more like visual cinematography focused, I feel like all angles have really been coming together to make me a better filmmaker, storyteller in general. The other thing that we had you do a lot of this summer was the more active shoots. So one of my favorite shots that you've brought back is you just holding a GoPro and jumping off of Cave Point with your girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, that shot is awesome. And it's just, it's that kind of like getting out there and physically doing stuff. I know that you've gone uh, kiteboarding and wind sailing a lot this summer too. Mm -hmm. um, how are those experiences getting out and like actively filmmaking in a, in a really visceral way? <laughs> You know, yeah, the, that's a lot of fun. Um, it's always kind of an afterthought, though, because it's like, oh, like, I got my GoPro in my car. I should just throw that thing on my paddleboard because I'm going surfing right now. It's like whatever. You know, it's it's weird because those things happen so spontaneously. Door County is a great place to get out and do stuff like that, but it's just like the weather changes. You know, like you don't want to be jumping off a cave point if it's like, even if it's like 75 degrees, like if there's been a south wind for a few days, it's going to be cold. I, I jumped in cave point twice this summer and the second time I hit the water and I like almost immediately went into shock because the water can get so cold over there. Right. So 
I don't know. It's like when I do have that chance though, and I can have a camera out, like, of course I'm going to document it. You know, I feel like, and that's, that's, that's some of my favorite types of filmmaking, you know, when you can just do that. I know like in order to really create a cohesive narrative though, like sometimes you need to think about it a little more than just like strapping a GoPro on your head and jumping off something. Right. But it, I mean, it's the combination of shoots like that and then the more planned out stuff that make things come together. Sure. Um, there's a lot of shots that we use all the time that were those spontaneous, like go out and get it or get in the water and, and shoot it kind of stuff. Um, and I, the, the more you get out there, the, the better your shots end up being because anybody can stand with a camera and get a shot of something, but to like jump off of something or climb somewhere or hike somewhere that that shows uh it shows these scenes that you that you don't always see right i think it's kind of what we were talking about before with just like you know you get that wide angle you get close to something i mean especially if the person's like pov doing it like i mean that's even like more intimate you know it's gonna put the viewer right in there and make them like yeah hopefully want to go jump off cave point i mean um, the water's been really high this year, so that's a disclaimer. If the water levels go down, you know, next year, you know, don't take my word on that. Right. Like, go jumping off Cave Point. But, you know, it's like, I think that, yeah, those kind of visuals are a lot of fun to make. You've been with us on pretty much all of our interviews this summer, and we've done a lot for a lot of different projects. Uh, what were some of your, your favorites, or what were some big takeaways that you've gotten from going out on the field and talking to people? There's been a lot of interviews this summer. Um, you know, I really just think that it's cool to see, I, I think like, you know, with the context of like our, with the visitor bureau being one of our main clients, um, talking to the business owners has been really insightful. Um, just hearing how people kind of view progress and like, particularly well with my parents, both being entrepreneurs, I think about, you know, how their business has evolved with this kind of new era of technology and, you know, how like the boutique isn't the same thing anymore. I mean, my mom runs an outdoor retail boutique up in Sister Bay and, um, you know, you can go online, you can go to northface.com, patagonia.com and buy that apparel, you know? And so like, how are you making sure that customers are coming in your door? And I feel like talking to all these different people has kind of given me that insight. And it's like, you know, it's really about like maintaining those personal relationships through like social platforms. It kind of seems, um, that's what I understand. You know, I remember talking to that woman in, um, in Egg Harbor. I don't remember exactly who that was. She runs Maxwell house, I believe. Oh yeah. Karen. Yeah. I, I don't remember exactly what she was saying, but I just kind of remember her like talking about how the visitor bureau had been like kind of helping her like understand more her like social media and how her metrics are working. And I feel like just like Seeing how people are conducting business nowadays has been really kind of eye-opening. So over your time here, you've you've collected a lot of footage for us. Um, it, I mean, it. I was doing a search for Ephraim videos yesterday, and I think I found like 250 videos that were all new that you shot this year. Um, and, and those are all, you know, clips. So all of those, you, you might have shot an hour of Ephraim footage. We might see... A minute and a half of it. I mean, that's just the nature of, of the business. But that being said, do you have any standout shots or locations that you went to that, that you really enjoyed getting any new places that you haven't seen before or new techniques that you used? Um, what, what have you gained from, from actually physically shooting stuff? Definitely working with the glide cam 
has been, um, you know, a huge learning curve. I feel like even yesterday I was out and it's like this, the smallest factors will kind of influence how you're able to use it. Like yesterday there was just this big wind coming from the South and I was trying to get this shot coming into the Crest Pavilion and I was just getting buffered by this wind on my side. And I was thinking, I'm like, wow, like you really like in order to get the shots that you see online that you're like, oh, I could recreate that. Like there are certain things that you really have to like go out and have those ideal conditions. So I think one of my like one of the shots that I was definitely happier about was, yeah, when I was in Ephraim, there was kind of just like the sunset coming down over Anderson Dock and there was these two chairs. And actually, it was funny because this lady was like walking her dog just as I was about to make the shot. And she comes up to me. And she says, oh, are you going to uh, are you trying to sell our property for us? And I was like immediately I was, was kind of like on the defensive. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like like I was just doing this and, you know, like we're filming this for Peninsula Filmworks, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, no, like, seriously, it's totally cool. Let me help you move these other like noisy chairs out of the scene so you can get this one shot of just like pushing through these two chairs. So like it was really neat. She like helped me kind of like do this whole mise-en-scene and then like I came in and like she gave me all the time I needed to make the shot perfect so I feel like it was just like the ideal lighting situation I like had the time to dial in the camera motion that I wanted and then yeah like just having the scene set up exactly how I wanted to I think that was probably one of the better shots that I got um obviously the one who's in the edit room is going to decide whether or not it makes it no I actually saw that I saw that shot yesterday. Yeah. Really cool. You, it's, did, you did two pushing through the chairs. You did those two chairs, and then you did, uh, like, four white chairs. Yeah. You go out over the harbor. And yeah. that one, like, begs for, like, a title over it. Like right, that, yeah. That's, like, the end of a corona ad, basically. Sure. Um, but, yeah, that must be cool. I mean, it, suffice it to say, when you're going out and shooting this stuff, you're kind of running, gunning, and you're on... Uh, a timeline right so you don't have the time to like perfectly set up the scene you have to make do with what you get if there's nobody at the beach that day there's nobody at the beach and sure. you have to do something else um but it, i it, that must have been a cool experience to try to set something up uh just like off the cuff and then to have somebody come in and be like oh no that's cool take all the time you need let me help you get it set up mm-hmm. um because a lot of times maybe you feel like I certainly feel like I'm imposing when I'm out there with my camera, um, but to have somebody come in and, be, and like help you get that shot must have been really cool. Yeah, it was nice. So, Sam, where are you off to next? So, I'll be heading down to Milwaukee uh, after this weekend. Um, just got a couple more things I got to finish up in Door County, and then, yeah, I'm going to be down there until December, and I'm starting an internship, actually, with um, Edible Milwaukee. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Yeah, Yeah, so that kind of all just came together really recently. But um, What are you going to be doing for them? Um, I think so. they also produce the show Wisconsin Foodie, and um, I was just kind of down there last weekend chatting with with their producer and editor, and they're just looking for someone to kind of come in and help them make selects because they're kind of getting into the season where they have to start, like, actually going through all the footage that they've been shooting and, like, actually make these edits happen and get them out for this new season of the show. So um, I guess I'm just going to be kind of like in the editing room for a few hours a week, just kind of keeping my, you know, staying busy with the whole filmmaking thing. I don't want to kind of lose a touch. I feel like this summer is really like my full-time gig was, you know, making, making movies. And um, I just want to keep that going. You know, whether, you know, I probably won't be shooting quite as much with this situation just because I'm going to be balancing it with school and other things. But, yeah, I really think that 
just trying to stay busy, keep filmmaking. And, Sweet. Uh, yeah, that's what's going to be going on. Uh, what about beyond graduation and that kind of stuff? Do you have any plans moving forward? Not so sure. Um, definitely feel like I'll probably be in Milwaukee through the spring. Um, and then, yeah, we'll kind of see what happens after that. I've definitely got kind of like long-term goals, ideas of where I'd like to be. Um, but, yeah, for the immediate future, I couldn't say specifically what what's going to be happening. Do you see yourself back in Door County next summer? That's uh, that's an up-in-the-air kind of thing. You know, it's it's... I love this place. I definitely would like to come back, but I also know that, I don't know, I feel like the the city is calling. I kind of, I want to be in that high-paced environment for a little bit. Um, you know, if that doesn't happen immediately, I don't think it's the end of the world, but I think I kind of need that just to really say that I went out, got outside the county, and did something else. But I think that, you know, I'll be back at some point. And that's a, that's a narrative that I hear a lot with young people who grew up here is, you know, they love it up here and it's been their whole life, but it's like, it's not necessarily that they want to leave, but if they don't go try, they won't know. You know what I mean? Is that right. kind of how you're feeling? Yeah, exactly. I just feel like there's there's so much out there that needs to be explored. And also, if I'm going to contribute to Door County, I think that I think that... I need to go out and like gain some skills that, you know, you can't just get while being up here. You know, I think it, this county deserves more. And I think the only way to bring in more is to like have people who've experienced it. So, right. you know, it's kind of hard to, yeah, just like stay in a small pond and like really try to keep pushing it. So, but yeah. That, I mean, that's a narrative that you hear a lot too. I mean, you've got a lot of people who grew up here and stayed here, but then you have even more people who came back. Like right. There's a lot of those stories of I went to Chicago for a couple of years and then I came back. Or, exactly. I did this and now I'm retiring here. So it's right. like you can always come back to Door County. It's always going to be there for you. Yeah, that's a five-year plan. Um, go to the city, get super loaded, and retire in Door County by the time I'm 30 years old. That's what I did when I graduated college. I, <laughs> I moved over here and I immediately turned 45 years old and I retired immediately. Yeah. So. It's a beautiful life. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Sam, for chatting with me. Uh, best of luck in all your future endeavors, and thank you so much for all you've done for Peninsula Filmworks on the Pulse this week. Yeah, thank you. It's been my pleasure. These stories and more will be available in this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse, available throughout Door County. For more headlines, visit DoorCountyPulse.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast for your weekly Pulse picks, interviews, and exclusive content from the Peninsula Pulse. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.